you could have hired one solid VA that could have probably done, I think, all what all three of them are doing and have a VA, again, that's managed and monitored for you on your behalf as well. So it's a big difference. You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. We Love Equity Show is brought to you by Azria, widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education, networking, and support, along with profit-enhancing benefits and all aspects of real estate investing. Visit Azria at www.azria.org. That's visit Azria at www.azria.org. Hey, welcome to another episode of the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. I am your host, Marcus Maloney, and I'm excited about who we're going to be talking to on today. We always talk about productivity, how you can be more productive, how you can get more deals done and things like that. Well, I have a very special guest, Sean Young, on today who hails out of Atlanta, GA, and he's going to talk about you know, what he's doing as far as real estate. He's a wholesaler, but he's doing more than just that. And I want you guys to really, you know, button up, get your pen, your paper, your iPad, so you can take notes because we're going to dive into it today and talk about wholesaling, marketing, using virtual assistants. That's the main topic. So if you're looking to hire virtual assistants or you already have some virtual assistants and they're just not effective for you, Stay with us on today, and we'll definitely talk about that. So, Sean, man, how are you doing today? Marcus, how's it going, brother? I'm doing amazing, man. I'm doing amazing. Thank you for having me on and and allowing me to be able to share with your audience. Yeah, 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 man. I have been following you, like, on on IG, and then my assistant, she had sent me some information about you. She was like, you know, we probably need to have this guy, you know, on the show. And I said, all right, well, let me look at his background, because I always like to screen, you know, all of the guests real good. And I said, okay, you know what, set it up. Let's do it. So here we are, man. We're here right now having this episode. So so tell me, Sean, give us your background, man. Get, let people sure. get to know you prior to real estate. What did you do? Guys, I come from a sales executive background. Uh, prior to real estate, I was in corporate America for, the, for 10, to 12, 10 to, to 11 years. Before that, I was literally at the top of my game. I was in the top 3% nationwide. My company was based in Sweden. They decided to change the CEO of the company in North America. That CEO decided he wanted a whole new sales force, a whole new everything. So just like that, in one day, 750 of us were out of a job. So wow. that was the beginning of my real estate career, guys. I, I said, I'll never allow corporate job or any job to dictate my livelihood as that one did. And it was a, a great corporate job, but no job is, is worth it. 
Wow. You know what? That's that's interesting because a lot of people think that there's security, you know, in a, in a corporate position, <laughs> especially the higher you get up the ladder. They like, oh, you know what? You're OK. You're in a supervisory role. You know, you're seat suite. But those a lot of times are the first ones to get cut because they're the higher, you know, higher income bracket and things like that. And then when you have a new CEO come in, it's just like a sports team. They want to bring in their new coaches. They want to bring in their whole new organization, man. So how did you deal with that psychologically, man, being a being a black man, young black man, Mm -hmm. you know, down south, not working Mm -hmm. kind of how did that how did that wear on your psyche? It was it was extremely tough, Marcus. I, you know, I, I'll be straight honest with you. It was extremely tough. The reason being is because I have a family. I'm a family man. I have children. I have a fiance. I, I have responsibilities. So nothing stopped just because I was laid off. I did receive a severance package. So I, I said, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to be in this. But I, I have all these awards, all these sales awards, and none of that mattered when it came down to it. So I said, I've got to figure this out. And I, I heard that real estate was an avenue and a way to make it happen. I, I, I just you know I just knew that you know if you want to get rich get into real estate right that was the basics of it that I knew at the time yeah so so what I did guys I, I took a, I went to a course I went to a seminar that was going around it goes around in all these cities it's a, a pretty famous guy I'm not going to mention his name but mm-hmm. he goes around and does these hotel tours airport tours and uh, and I went to one of these events it got us all pumped up told us about real estate how we can make money ushered us to the back at the end and uh, asked us for a lot, a lot of money. I whipped out $30,000, guys. I put down 30,000 bucks wow. of my severance money that I received. And, and why did I do this? Because I heard that you got to spend money to make money, right? Mm-hmm. This was my con. This is what I heard. So I figured, hey, I got to go ahead and do this. Guys, one year went by, nothing happened. I never spoke to the guy whose face was on the cereal box, so to speak. I never got to, I never got anywhere. I felt like I was like in college or something, just taking course after course, I would call and try to get help. They just referred me back to section four dash eight dash nine. So <laughs> right. yeah, I almost gave up guys. I almost threw in the towel, but, uh, but I didn't, I gave myself 30 more days. I went out there and I Googled, what is the quickest way to make money in real estate? A gentleman named Ron Legrand popped up, who is the godfather basically of creative strategies and finance. Yep. He's now a great friend of mine, but he had a course that was 99 cents. Guys, again, I had 30 days I was giving myself because I'm getting a job offers. I was making a good six-figure salary. I'm I'm getting job offers in the same range. Again, bills are starting to to stack up. So again, 30 days, guys. So two weeks went by for me taking this course. I made eight phone calls, six phone calls, nobody answered. The seventh was a realtor. And the eighth phone call yielded me a $72,000 sandwich lease option deal which was the beginning wow. of my my real estate career and I've never looked back since. <laughs> wow, wow. So so let's there there's a there's a lot there Sean. So you know what you a lot of people do that. You know they 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 get excited, they find a course on YouTube or somebody on Instagram or Facebook or something like that and they go and they get excited. You know, they walk them around, they get excited, but they don't give them the nuts and bolts of what it actually takes to get into real estate wholesaling or real estate in general. You know, in general. Why, why, why didn't you give up? I just knew inside of my gut that, that I had the talent. What I knew is that I was making these companies that I, or this company that I worked for a lot of money, a million, over a million dollars every year selling queuing technology. So I said, hey, if, if I can do this for another company, I've got to be able to make at least a fraction of that for myself. That was my, my thinking at the time. But guys, little mm-hmm. did I know that, in, that I could 
have months where I'm making six figures in a month. Forget in, in a year. When you are in this business and you have control uh, to, to, to have control of your life, guys, the sky's the limit. However, don't get caught in the salsa and believe the hype and think that this is a cakewalk and that it's super easy. It is not easy, guys. It, it's simple, but it's not easy. Why do I say that? Because it's simple because I, I can give you all the steps. Marcus can give you all the steps. The, the part that makes it not easy is the implementation of it. It's yeah. just like knowing that I want to get in shape. I, I got to work out. But if I don't do it, it doesn't matter what I know, right? So it's the implementation of what you know and the guidance. So it's the same concept. Why people get a trainer, you yep. need to get you a coach. Yep. That's one of one of my key phrases that I always tell people, especially our students is, you know, education without implementation is just information. Mm -hmm. There's tons of information Ooh, like out that. there, you know, and you can get that inf information. But if you don't implement that information, that education, that's all you have is just information. You can go to different meetup groups. You can go to different RIAs. You can talk about everything that you know. But if you're not taking action, that's all you're going to be is just a talker. And we want to eliminate you from being a talker because there is steps out there that you need to take and people that you need to be with in order to make things happen. And Ron LeGrant was one of them for you, Sean. Thanks, thanks. Marcus, you're hitting it right on the head, brother. Let me tell you, uh, and let me tell you guys out there, that wasn't that wasn't the end of it. That was just the beginning. So yeah. boom, like that, $72,000. I got 20,000 of that up front and what's called a non-refundable option fee. For the sake of, 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 of time, I'm gonna just let you guys know that I took 5,000 of that and actually went and bought a mentor, paid for an actual coach so who could coach me because I didn't even know what, what type of deal. I, I thought that was a wholesale deal, but no, I actually <laughs> bought a coach who, who showed me the ropes, helped me build a business. And within 30 days, I had 11 more deals under contract. Seven of those deals eventually closed. And then after that last deal closed, eight months, seven to eight months, crickets, nothing, nothing happened in my business. Nothing at all. And you guys are probably saying, Sean, what happened? Why? How, how did oh, this is what happened, guys? I, I was thinking, man, this is easier than I thought. So I was yep. a victim of my own success. I, I didn't listen fully to my coach. I didn't really take advantage of utilizing everything that he was telling me. I said, oh, I, I got it. You know, he gave me the basics. I'm making money. I don't even want to be a bother to him. I just want to, you know, do out here and do my thing. Guys, I, I couldn't have been, I, that was the worst mistake I ever made, not implementing systems, strategies, and getting help, getting out of my own way, getting a virtual assistant. I thought there's no way that someone's going to be able to talk to people as good, as good as I can. I'm the sales executive winning all these awards, right? Who's going to be mm -hmm. able to do as good as me? Guys, I, I couldn't have been, the, the that couldn't have been the furthest from the truth. You need you help. Know, get out of you, your way. And you know what, Sean, we do get in our own way. You know, if it's, even if we haven't closed a lot of deals or if you even haven't closed your first deal, you get in your way because one of the things that we start to do is, you know, competition is the thief of joy. We start looking around, we start seeing, wow, you know what? All of these other people are closing deals and, you know, they posting checks and I'm not closing checks. What's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? You know, maybe I'm doing this wrong. Maybe I'm doing that wrong. But you know what? You just have to stay consistent and be yes. persistent and you will get there. And then on the flip side, which a lot of people don't even talk about is, yeah, you can, you know, be a victim of your own success because you can say, wow, you know what? This is easier than I thought. You know what? I can take this money. Me and a fiance, we're going to go over to Barbados and stay there for a month or whatever. And then when we come back, I'll get back to it, you know, and without that consistency, that's the fastest way to lose traction and slow your business down. 
Hundred percent, hundred percent. Everything you said is right on track, right on point. Because that month can turn into two months, and then you're like, "All right, I'll get back into it." And then, you, "All right, I'll get back into it next week." All right, let me let me get into it. By that time, guys, you you have you're, there is nothing there. There's you, you're starting from scratch basically at that point. You're starting basically all over again. So, guys, this is things that most people won't tell you, but I've failed. I, I have failed. I, I've had failures. Without those failures, you can't really enjoy the successes or appreciate them as much. So I'm 100% glad that I experienced them at the beginning. Um, I learned how to overcome that and, and got out, like I said, got out of, out of my own way and immediately my business started to pick right back up. Good, good, good. So, so Sean, let's um, kind of walk us through that first deal because some people may not understand what sandwich lease options are or anything sure. creative because it's, it's different than just a traditional wholesale deal. So first of all, this is your first deal. How did you find a deal? How did you come in contact with the seller? Man, great question, brother. And I'm glad that you allowed me to speak on the sandwich lease option because in today's climate, guys, creative deals and, and sandwich lease options and lease options sub twos, they're, 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 they're going to be very prevalent in today's climate. So knowing how to do that is going to be something very important, guys. So the way that I found this deal was, was for sale by owner. I went on Zillow to the for sale by owner section and I called eight people. Again, six didn't answer. The seventh was a real child. I don't know how they got in there, but the eighth person was a lady. There was a couple, but I, but I spoke with the, with the wife first. And she said, hey, my husband, he works for Delta Airlines. He's going to be losing his job here within 60, 60 days or so. They've already given him a heads up and we just can't afford this mortgage. We have a trailer that's up in, in a, a part of Georgia that's called Canton, Georgia. They said, okay. so we're willing to move up into our trailer. We love it. Uh, we'll be close to our grandkids, but we cannot handle this house. Can you help us? We're trying to sell it. It's, we've been advertising it now for like 60 days. We, we're not getting no hits. Absolutely. I came in and said, listen, are you willing to sell me the property for what's owed on the mortgage at the time of closing? And will you allow me to lease the property for two to three years and then close at the end of that lease and then buy the property? So first she agreed to that. Then I asked her, okay, will you allow me to purchase the property for what's owed on the mortgage at the time of the closing? So for the sake of numbers, guys, that was about eight years ago. So I'm going to break this down for, I'm going to just give you some simple okay. numbers. So let's say that the, what was owed on the mortgage at the time of closing would be estimated at 274,000. Okay. So what I did is I went out there and I found a qualified tenant buyer to fill my spot on that lease option. And I assigned my position in that lease to my qualified tenant buyer and I stayed in the middle. That's why it's called a sandwich lease option. The reason why you stay in the middle of that instead of just assigning it and closing and being done all, all together at the beginning is because of the potential to earn money off of the equity at the end when the property is actually purchased. So I, I, I had the property with the seller for, will you sell me for what's owed the mortgage? They said, yes. So I said, yay, great. Um, the mortgage, mm -hmm. um, the PITI, principal interest taxes and insurance each month, let's say it's 2000 bucks. I put yep. a qualified tenant buyer in place that was willing to pay $2,500 a month. Why? Because they understand that this is not a rental. This is a potential yep. towards home, home ownership. 75% of Americans right now can't get a traditional mortgage whether they've got great credit, well, it doesn't matter. There's a, all these variables that just make it tough to get a traditional mortgage. And with today's interest rates right now, you, you probably would like to wait until they come down anyway. Mm -hmm. So 
So we help people like that. They're great people. They're just in tough predicaments. Might have had a divorce. They might just be on their job for, for you know, under a couple of years. There could be a number of reasons, but those are the folks that we look for. We have them put down what's called a, a non-refundable option fee. This option fee is non-refundable. It only will be applied towards a down payment credit when they exercise the, the option to purchase. purchase for whatever yeah. reason, if they back out and say, hey, Sean, I, I, we've been here for three years and we want to move to California. Okay, you, you, but you've lost your, your, your option fees. It's non-refundable. And that, that happens you know, sometimes, but it's understood mm -hmm. at that point. So we want a big chunk of change up front. That's why I said $20,000 was a non-refundable option fee. Why do we want that, guys? Because again, this, this is not a rental situation. We want that tenant buyer to have skin in the game as well. So when, when they've put in that type of money down, they're going to take care of that property different. There's no one calling you saying, hey, Sean, the toilets are broke, the lights. No, they're, they're handling all repairs from the time that they sign that lease until the time that they close. So I'm going to break it down again for you guys. Yep. I got $20,000 up front. I got a $500 spread for a three-month period. And, and I sold the property to, this, to my, my, my seller, let's just say for the sake of numbers, for $310,000. That was what the selling price was to them, 310000 So keep in mind, guys, the difference between 274, which is the closing, the price of the, what the property is worth at closing, and the 310, that difference goes into HIP National Bank, which is my favorite bank. <laughs> and that's my pocket, guys. That, that's what, that's yep. what I mean. The HIP, HIP Pocket National Bank, guys, that, that's where that goes, right? So I get that spread at the end. I get the monthly spread for the three-year period. I got the 20000 up front. But let me tell you guys what made this deal even sweeter. That, that tenant buyer, that, that, that qualified tenant buyer, my first one was a lady. After mm -hmm. nine months, she said, Sean, I'm getting married. My husband, my new husband, we're going to move to New York, New York State somewhere. I, I've got to back out. No problem. She understood her, that the 20000 was non-refundable. When you do these properties, guys, you only want to do this with pretty homes, homes that you might want to live in, homes with good neighborhoods, good school right, communities, right. good amenities, things like that, right? Because it'll make it very easy to find those qualified tenant buyers to fill a slot such, you know, so that, that was easy. I had another buyer in place within seven days. They put down $15,000 non-refundable option fee. So we're $35,000 in option fees, all non-refundable plus a $500 spread plus money on the end. So you stay in the middle of those deals. That seller of that property is at the top. They're the top bread. I'm in the middle. I'm the, the sandwich. I'm the, the, the meat, the tomatoes, all that stuff. Yep. And then you got the, the bottom bread. That's the qualified tenant buyer. That's why we call it a sandwich lease option, guys. It's the opportunity to get paid on one deal three times. My favorite deal, hands down. So so there's a, there's quite a bit you, you put in there, um, Sean. <laughs> so let's kind of chop it up a little bit. Absolutely. So the first thing is, you found a seller that needed to sell, not just wanted to sell. So that's the first yep. thing, guys. So you listen to the story that Sean is telling you, that seller, they needed to sell. It wasn't, oh, I just want to sell because I want to upsize and go and get something bigger. Mm -hmm. No, they were in a distressed situation where they needed to sell. So when a lot of times when you find motivated sellers that need to sell, there's not much negotiations. They're looking to you for the answers. They are trying to say, how can you help me? And I'm willing to sit back and let you help me. So, so that's number one. Um, number two, uh, Sean, how did you um, find a tenant buyer? Great question. I advertised on Craigslist and on Facebook. Okay. I advertised the property, and uh, and that's how we still advertise to this day. 
is, is using those same methods. But right now I've got, once you advertise, you'll start having people that refer you and, and you'll have a, a Rolodex of people in line waiting. Hey, do you have a property on this side of town coming up? So we have actually a database of people who are waiting for particular properties, but we still use those methods, Craigslist and Facebook. I put okay. out ads, guys, opportunity for ownership without banks. Okay. All right. And then the qualification process, what do you do, Sean, in order to qualify to make sure you have qualified people in the properties? Because one of the downfalls of the sandwich lease option is, you know, if that tenant leaves, you on a hook to make sure that mortgage still get paid. So 100%. What do you do to make sure you keep that tenant to qualify the tenant buyer to make sure that they stay in place? Boom, man. Great question, Marcus. To help mitigate that risk, what we do is we use a screening company, a company that actually screens all of our tenants for us. So we don't really make that decision. We have them fill out an application, similar okay. to like a background check or, or something like a, like a credit type of check, but it's not solely based on credit. It's based on a number of factors. So we want to ensure that they have the ability to pay the, you know, to pay the mortgage, they have the ability within the time of the, of, of the lease to be able to actually get qualified using lenders that we have relationships with or okay. lenders that may have, they may, they have may have brought to the table with us that they just couldn't qualify, qualify with because we have lenders bring us qualified, you know, tenants all the time that say, Hey, we can't qualify them now. Do you have something for us? So that's another source of us getting our, our, our tenants as well. So, so that's it. That, that's exactly okay. how we do it. Great. Great. So, I mean, one of the things that I'm hearing is relationships. You know, you got the relationships with the lenders. You already have the relationships with the tenant buyers, you know, things like that. So guys, you guys listening, listen to what Sean is saying, you know, business, any business, but especially real estate, it's all based on the relationships that you have. You have to start cultivating those relationships, getting out there, meeting lenders, you know, going to your RIAs, going to different meetups, you know, always go, you know, and as my father would say is Caribbean, eat the fish and spit out the bones. That mean, you know, find a true meet people and leave, you know, the shady people alone, but you can only do that by going through the process and starting to build, build that network. So Sean, have you ever run into a situation? I know you kind of kind of touched on it where a tenant buyer left and you had to cover that mortgage for, you know, two, three, four months. What do you do in that situation? Guys, what you do is you got to you got to have you got to have reserves for that 100 uh, percent. Sandwich lease options are just like Marcus said, they are a tad bit more riskier. And for me, they are they being that I did. That was my very first deal. I, I kind of was I, 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 my mentality was like, hey, I, I've done it already. So let me just continue to, to, to stay with that mentality that I could continue to do this. So I say that because it's very important that you have the confidence and the ability to execute on these lease options, sandwich lease options, because this is someone's livelihood. You cannot let that happen. You cannot let the tenant move out and then you can't cover the, the mortgage for whatever the reason. So that's why I said it's key that you find these properties in neighborhoods that are beautiful beautiful homes, homes, again, that you would want to live in and raise your family in. If it's not that type of home, you will absolutely run into those problems. Luckily for us, anytime that we've had a tenant not be able to execute, we've always been able to fill that slot very easily because, again, these are homes in desirable neighborhoods. So that would be my, my, my number one thing to you guys is you don't want to take on everyone you don't want to you don't want to just take on any property either just because you you can you've got to make sure that all that all things make sense 
Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So that was your first deal, man. That's that's kudos to you because that's a very creative deal to be your first deal. You know, that's you you took on quite a bit of risk, but without the risk, there's no reward. You wouldn't have made that 70 grand, you know, if you didn't take that risk. So what happened next, man? What 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 did you do after that? I know you said you you took time off, you know, you was down for seven, eight months. When you got back into it, what was next? Guys, what I did was I started to implement systems, strategies, and a virtual assistant. So I went out there and I tried to hire some, some VAs because I, I understood that I knew that I needed help um, because it was a lot to do. And, and when you're an entrepreneur, you'll try to do everything. You'll try to wear all the hats. And it's okay to wear some of those all at, at once at the beginning, but you have to quickly learn how to delegate. So that's what I did. I, I found a virtual assistant and, and I, I failed horribly at, at finding them at first, guys. I, I'll be honest again. At, at <laughs> that, I, I went through about five before I said, you know what? There's got to be a better way. And that better way was for me to build my own virtual assistant company based upon the needs that I knew that folks in our space actually needed based upon the challenges that we were up against as, in, as investors, as entrepreneurs. With all that in mind, I was able to go partner with the largest call centers in the Philippines so that I could create my own company, REI World Solutions, to provide professionally trained, monitored, and managed virtual assistants for not only myself, but for my students and for clients all over the country. All right, so let's do this. Let's take a brief break, Sean. When we come back, let's talk about the importance of virtual assistants in your business because you use them, you have a company. I use quite a few of them. We have a company and um, some of my other partners use quite a few VAs. But like you said in the beginning, it could be hard. You can go through a lot of trial and error. So when we come back, we'll talk about some of those trial and errors and how you can get over that. So let's take a brief break, hear a word from my sponsor and we'll be right back. PropString is the industry's number one tool for locating distressed properties and connecting with highly motivated sellers. With 100% coverage across the U.S., PropString provides a deep dive into any property-specific details, making it easy to generate lists of distressed properties and contact to the owners. No other product or service can compare. Gain access to MLS property details like expired listings. You can pull accurate comps, even sale prices in non-disclosure states. This information is typically reserved for licensed real estate professionals, but is also available to you in PropStream. Gain access to unlimited nationwide property search, comparable home sales targeted marketing lists, and owner contact lookup, built-in marketing tools, hundreds of filters to search and sort leads. Start your free seven-day trial now by going to proud.propstreampro.com slash we love it. Are you tired of seeing others becoming successful real estate investors and you just don't know where to start? You see all the Instagram posts of others being successful. You see the Facebook ads guaranteeing instant success. You look at tons of YouTube videos and you even attend seminars just to be tricked into 10, 20, or even $30,000 courses. Well, with the Deal Finders Club, my husband is here to change things for you. Have you said to yourself, I'm deadly afraid to talk to sellers and I have no confidence. I don't know where to find motivated sellers. I don't know where to get a contract from. I don't know how much to offer the seller, let alone where I'm going to get the money from to close the deal. Well, in the Deal Finders Club, Marcus and his partner, Mike, are going to show you how to overcome all those ch challenges and more. Find out how by going to azdfc.com. That's azdfc.com. We'll see you inside. 
All right, guys, we are back with Sean Young, who hails out of Atlanta, Georgia. And before we left, Sean, we were talking briefly about virtual assistants, man. And I know, like we said, you can have some bad virtual assistants. You can have some good virtual assistants. So tell us about the process, man. We got started with virtual assistants and some of the hiccups that you probably ran into. Absolutely. Well, one of the, the first hiccups was that I didn't realize that I couldn't really just hire someone for like one or two off tasks and think that I could find them again in two or three weeks to do it again. <laughs> that, that just wasn't the case, guys. When you, you hire someone or when you have a virtual assistant, one of the main things that you want to ensure is that that virtual assistant is working for you and you only. So they're not working for you from you know one to three and then from three to five, they're working for Jerry and then five to six, they're working for me. No, you don't want that. that that's not dedication and that's not going to yield you the type of results or the team centricity that you want and that you need when you're building a team. So the first thing guys is make sure that you are, are finding someone who can match your, your culture, someone who can fit in with you and someone who, who can be dedicated to, to, your, to your environment. And they, come, they, they need to have some training as well. They, they can't just be someone out there freelancing that does, again, graphic design on Monday and, you know, cold calling real estate on two. I mean, they might mm -hmm. have those skill sets, but they need to be pretty focused and, and dedicated, you know, disciplined. So you make sure that you get a, a VA that comes from a source that's trained, man managed. So they don't just say, here, here's our VA, but they actually are monitoring that VA as well as you are. They manage that VA also. Yes, it's your employee and you, you manage them 100%, but it's nothing like having a team behind you um, that's, that's ensuring that that VA is still doing what needs to be done as well. So Sean, what do you look for, man? Because there's a lot of different sites. You can go to Fiverr, Upwork, you know, um, Philippines VA. Uh, what do you look for when you're, when you're going out there to look for a VA and you got a certain task, a certain assignment, what do you look for in that VA? I know you said you don't want them to be all over the place, but what is there specific qualities that you're looking for? Let's just use, um, just give us an example, like one of the VAs that you use. Sure, guys. Well, well again, with, with, our, with my VA company in particular, guys, what we do is we match the skill set to the need and recommendation based upon what the client, we, we give a recommendation based upon the needs of that client. So we, we have an interview, see what your business model is, what, how do you operate, how do you do business, and then we match those needs with the skill sets of VAs. Our VAs personally have to go through a, a three-step onboarding process or a three-step filtering process basically to see if they'd even be a good fit for our organization. Our VAs, okay. my company is based here in Atlanta, Georgia, but our VAs are based in the Philippines and they're all college educated, four-year degrees, have great accents, have ongoing accent coaching. And I stand by, they're, they're the best in the industry. We are the number one VA source for real estate professionals, hands down. And uh, not just because I own the company, but because I've went through so many trial and error myself, guys, I, I can say, I know what it takes to make this be effective. Okay. So you spoke of the three-step screening process. If you don't mind, can you share what do you look for? You don't have to go in depth, but just kind of overarching. Sure. Like some basics, guys, just to give you some basics, they got to have PC requirements. There's nothing worse than having an employee that is going to tell you every other day that they don't have internet connection or that their PC is down. They've got to have a college degree. They've got to mm -hmm. be, they've got to have, they've got to have a prior experience in real estate as well. They got to have 
it, our industry experience. So those are part of the three-step processes. They also go through a personality test. They all mm -hmm. take a personality test. We want to ensure they have the right skill set that we want for our employees. So guys, it's not a, a simple process for them. And we, we definitely don't take everybody. We take the best of the best. Okay. One of the, one of the hacks guys that I learned and when hiring VAs is what, what I always have them to do is when we're doing our interview process, so we make sure they have their camera on and we ask them to show us your workstation. We want to see mm -hmm. your dedicated workstation one to make sure you got, you know, capabilities to be online and everything like that, but two, to make sure that they are organized orderly and they have that administrative ability to be able to function in an orderly fashion. So if we see that their workstation is, you know, slurpy cups all over the place, bed <laughs> sheets, you know, all of that, we know yeah. we're like, you know what, I understand you may be a good fit. You may work real good, but that's just not the type of person that we want to work that we want to work for us because they may be sporadic and all over the place. So that's just one quick little, quick little tip, you know, have them to show, their workstation. Cause a lot of times when you're talking to VAs, that's the first thing they want to say is, well, I don't have a camera on my camera is not working or exactly. I'm on my cell phone, something like that. So you got to be able Man. to filter, filter through a lot of that garbage. Those are great, great points, Marcus. Super great points. With our onboarding process, we actually have an onboarding manager. We have our trainer and we have the VA on that call with the client. And it's, it's in a zoom session and everyone's got their camera on. So you, you can see not only your VA, but you'll see our team as well. So it's a, everything that you've said, brother, like I said, you've been through this, so you know what it takes to, to find the right stuff. So we, we eliminate those doubts. So we, 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 we have that from, from day one, you're seeing their workspace, you're seeing that employees, you're seeing their face, you know, is this, you know, who is this person? All that's mm -hmm. being seen from day one. And those are very important factors. So let me ask you this, Sean. So how do you guys find your VAs? Is it, you know, do you just post ads out there in the Philippines? Or I know you said you work with companies, so you just have the companies refer a service, just trying to get some background on how you structure everything. Man, great questions, man. We have a, I actually have a, a professional recruiter that recruits for us and she goes out and does exactly everything you said, tries to find the best of the best goes to other agencies and lets them know, hey, you know, we're not trying to be, you know, steal from your people, but, um, you know, we ask people that work for agencies, you know, what are the names of these agencies so that we can find those employees and let them know, hey, what do you, what, what's your pay rate? Well, our pay rate over here is very, very well. If you guys ever need an opportunity, you know, feel free to come this way. Or if you're looking for full-time opportunities, because a lot of these agencies are part-time work. A lot of these virtual assistants are doing part-time work and they, and they look for the opportunity to be full-time or full -time, to be full-time yeah. with, with an agency, especially one that pays well. Because this is what I want to tell you as well, guys. If, you, if you're thinking you're doing yourself a, a favor by hiring a VA that's you know five bucks, six bucks, three bucks or something like that an hour because oh, man, I'm winning, I got cheap VA. That's not always good. Let me explain no. to you why. Either that VA, because that VA usually is nine times out of 10 working with an agency that's taken... 80% of that. So that VA is probably making a dollar, $2 an hour with little to no incentive to perform at a high rate for you. So mm -hmm. ensure that, that you are, are paying for a VA accordingly to what you want to get from that VA. Don't overpay, but definitely don't cheat yourself by underpaying because you will pay for it in the end by wasting your time. Absolutely. So, so true. You know, I had my ups and downs with VAs. You know, one time I had a VA that was doing cold calling 
for us. And a lot of the time she just had the dialer running and we were looking at the at metrics and looking <laughs> at the numbers, like something ain't right here. You know, something is just not right. And actually my acquisition manager was like, Hey, you know what? You need to look into this specific cold caller because her metrics are not lining up with everybody else's metrics. And uh, lo and behold, it took me some time to get to it, but we did find out. And she had the gall to say, well, can you, you know, can you give me a second chance? No, wow. after you done stole from me, <laughs> you think I'm going to exactly. give you a second chance? You know, so those are just some of the things, guys. You know, we're not all perfect. You know, I went through mm-hmm. mistakes. Sean went through mistakes. So that's why we're talking about it is because, People are quick to say, go out there and hire a VA, but it takes quite a bit of training in order to make sure they are prepped and ready to do the work. So one of the things that you said, Sean, that's very key is find a VA that's looking for full-time work. That way they can be dedicated to your job, your task specifically. That way they're not bouncing around, you know, working for four or five different investors. Absolutely. 100% true. And like I say, guys, I, you don't have to come use my company's VAs, but if you are finding any VAs, these are the principles that you have to, to implement when you're, when you're hiring a VA. Listen to them talk, you know, have them do a, a little task for you. Give them a, a test. Say, say, hey, do this for me and, and, and give them a, a time period to do it. And if they can't do it or they're not willing to do it, move on. You know, at, you know ask them, do you work for an agency or, or do you, are you freelancing? Do you work, have other clients? Ask questions, guys. This is your money. You got to spend it wisely. Don't just throw money at an idea that you heard about out there. Oh, I heard that you need VAs. So you feel happy because you, you hired three VAs that are, you know, that are a waste of time. You could have hired one solid VA that could have probably done the thing, all what all three of them are doing and have a VA that, again, that's managed and monitored for you on your behalf as well. So it's a big difference. Okay. So you said one test the VAs, give them some kind of specific task, let them try it to make sure that there's no language barrier, you know, there, especially if they're on the phone and they're cold calling Um, three and then ask them if they work for an agency or if they're freelancing, you know, you want to get that background on that freelancer. And then you want to know what their specific skill sets are. So those are four things that you can review and check before you hire a VA and then also ask them, you know, what are their work hours? <laughs> you know, what time do you work? Do you normally work? What time do you go to go to sleep? What time do you wake up? You know, what's the time difference between where I am in Georgia and where you are in the Philippines? That way you can, you want to treat them just like any other employee. Yeah, get the VA out of your mind. This is your employee and you have Mm -hmm. to treat them as such. And I guarantee you, once you find that good one or the the good ones, you will never go back. A quick story. Um, Sean, I had a VA and I was testing her and I was working with her and everything like that. And I was like, man, she could just do everything, you know? Um, (laughs) And she was, she was doing everything very, very well. You know, and then I was like, you know what? We had been working together for about four years. She made like over $50,000 working with me, you know, and this is a lot of admin tasks. And she actually the one that set up this, this podcast. So she still works with me today. And now I moved her basically into a supervisory role where now she's managing all of the other VAs. So now I don't have to manage 
as much. I have that trust and I have that faith in her because I've been working with her for four years. And honestly, yes, we have some bumps, some ups and downs, but she has been consistent. She has been a rock in my business. And I don't mind, you know, when she say, hey, you know what, this next week, I'm going to be going on vacation. It's my anniversary. Here's a bonus. Go enjoy, spend time with your family. Here's the bonus, Mm -hmm. you know, so you have to treat them, have to treat them right. I couldn't agree with you more. And you are 100% right. My first hire, once I, I, I went, I failed my way forward again through a VA, but once I actually created my company and hired my first, my first VA for myself, I quickly, just like you, I quickly discovered that she was way too qualified to just be doing cold calling and basic stuff. So she quickly became my executive admin. And, and for the past five years now, she's been that, to the, you know, she's still that to this day. So, yep, I yep. agree with you. So you guys go with you. Yeah, yeah, they will definitely grow with you. You hear the success and they they want to see you win because they know, 100%. wow, you know what? If he's winning, I'm winning. We're a team, we're a partnership, you know? So you guys, you I know you hear a lot of, you know, horror stories when it comes to virtual assistants, but there are a lot of awesome virtual assistants that will go over and above for you if you treat them right. You know, don't think yes. of them as, second-class citizens, I'm going to give you $2 or $3 and you better hope you get everything right. No, you, you have exactly. to treat, you have to treat them right. Yeah. So yeah, Sean, exactly. yeah, treat them right. Yep. So kind of wrapping up here, man. Um, give us, give us the name of your company, how we can find you, how sure. we can find your company. You know, if we want to hire some virtual assistants from you. Absolutely guys. The company is REI world solutions. So head on over to reiworldsolutions.com. And when you get down to the checkout, use coupon code FREEDOM. That lets me know that, that you've heard me here with Marcus and you guys will get 50% off of the one-time um, registration fee for your virtual assistant. So if you guys would like one of our professionally trained managed and monitored VAs, head on over to REI World Solutions. I'd be more than happy to, to help you guys out. Or if you just wanna get on a call with me to, to ask questions, you guys can do that as well by going to nationwiderealestatemastery.com. And uh, that'll allow you to book a call with me. We'll, we'll talk. I'm more than okay. happy to help you. Sounds great, Sean. So you guys know what to do. Go over to reiworldsolutions.com. Use coupon code FREEDOM. That way you can uh, get with Sean and try and find you a virtual assistant that can work with you. So Sean, what, all, what are some of the roles that your virtual assistants can play in someone's business? What are some of the job titles? Great, great question, guys. They can do market research for you. List pulling, skip tracing, cold calling, text blasting, following up, sending out agreements on your behalf, speaking with attorneys, managing the process. They can coordinate the whole entire process for you. They can get the, they can become acquisitions managers for you, handling the acquisitions process. They can be dispositions managers, handling the dispositions process. Guys, the list goes on on this, this, the level of uh, help that virtual assistants, which are basically employees, can add to your business. Again, I hate that kind of term virtual assistant as well. I love the term employee because that's exactly what they are. They are an employee that brings enormous amount of value to any organization if you've got the right one. Yep, you're right. Sean, and I'm the same way. We don't even use the word virtual assistants. We just say team members or employees. Mm -hmm. That way it can break that psyche of, you know, this is just a temporary job for them. So Sean, man, 
again, wrapping up, thank you so much for being here. You know, before we go, what's some words of encouragement that you can share, you know, for these real estate investors that are just getting started or they're going through that seven, eight month low, haven't closed the deal, you know, because sometimes, again, with that psyche, it can play a lot. You know, your mind can play tricks on you, <laughs> you know. Um, so give us some words of encouragement. Man, everything you just said are facts, man. I coach students all over the country. And one of the main things that I tell my students is that you got to have dedication over motivation. Why do I say this, guys? Because you're not going to be motivated every day. You're probably not going to be motivated most days. Your motivation will come in spurts and it'll be fleeting. So don't rely upon motivation, guys. Know what your why is. Get a strong sense of why. Why are you doing this? And refer to that why when, you, when times are tough. That why will help you be dedicated. Go out there, take massive imperfect action, guys. Fail your way forward. Do not wait for all the lights to be green between here and your destination, which is your goals. As soon as that first light turns green, go and have faith that when you get to that next light, you'll know exactly how to read it. You'll know exactly what to do when you get to the next light, not eight lights up, the next light. One step right. at a time. Well, you guys heard it directly from Sean Young. Sean, I want to thank you for being here, for being a guest on the show today, man. You dropped a lot of valuable gems for us, not only motivation, but dedication, your story. We really didn't even get into a lot of your real estate career, man. So I'm going to definitely have to have <laughs> you back on the show because just that you had so many nuggets in that that one, that first deal, you know, that we can we could expand on that. For, for days going on. So Indeed. we'll definitely have you back on the show. So guys, you know what to do. Get out there and take massive action. Like Sean said, fail your way forward. Don't be afraid to make the mistakes. Don't be afraid to fail because your obstacles is normally the way. So enjoy your day. Thank you so much. And we thank you for being a loyal listener and a part of the We Love Equity family. All right, guys, that was good to talk to Sean, man, because a lot of you all asked me about working with virtual assistants. And that's the reason why I wanted to have him on, because he have an extensive background working with virtual assistants, training them, building out businesses with virtual assistants. So if you need anything, make sure you reach out to Sean. Remember, you can go to reiworldsolutions.com and use the coupon code freedom that way you can get that 50 percent off discount for your first for that setup fee and then also the doors of the dfc the deal finders club is now open no longer is the wait list so if you want to join the deal finders club feel free to go to azdfc.com that's azdfc.com we also have a very special guest my man brandon simmons who i'm gonna have on the show the creative finance master just like sean was talking about the sandwich lease options brandon does all of the creative deals because a lot of times starting out as a real estate investor and you're trying to wholesale you find a lot of people that don't have tons of equity well brandon will show you how to convert those deals that don't have a lot of equity still into thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars so go to azdfc if you want to be a member of the dfc you get two coaches man not only myself but actually you get three now that i think about it not only myself but my but my good friend mike del Preet, the owner of the largest three in the country is going to be helping me with the dfc we have an online course with 
eight modules, over 30 lessons, video content that we share. We meet weekly on Thursdays via Zoom. So it's not just get your online course and we disappear. We want to work with you. We want to help you get deals. We have tons of testimonials of people that we help get their first deal, help navigate some of the issues on getting that first deal or scaling up. So go to azdfc.com. We'll love to have you. And remember, you can also go to my website, MarcusEMaloney.com. If you want to take some time, jump on a call with me for about 15 minutes. Please make sure you have your questions ready. We're getting flooded with requests for people to jump on my calendar. I do this for a short period of time, but just make sure you have your questions ready and I'll definitely get into those for you. So without any further delay, let's jump into this show and let's get ready and let's take off. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.